0: Uh, we're just going to crack on, I think, this morning, and then hopefully we'll leave a bit of time for some time for ministry at the end, if you feel like the Spirit of God wants to minister. So I would encourage you, um, obviously while clearly hanging on every single word, um, just have a sense, like like uh, multitask, um, have a have an ear tuned to the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit of God might be saying to you or um, for uh, somebody else here. And then hopefully at the end we'll just create some space to, to gather some some prophetic words and, and minister to one another. Uh, the Lord is, the Spirit of God is at work. Uh, you can sense his presence here this morning and um, we don't want to get in the way of what it is he's doing. Now, according to that clock, it's quarter to six. So, um, someone needs to holler at me. Um, at various points throughout the morning, if you have permission. Um, it's great to see you all here in person. Um, as I said at the beginning, if you if you weren't here, we kind of were arming and eyeing about what to do and whether we should meet in person, whether we shouldn't. You know, these are really really difficult decisions. I don't know if this is the right one, but here we are, and um, it feels like we've got uh, enough COVID secure measures in place uh, for us to be able to do this. And so we're really glad that we are able to do this. And so it is great that you're all. Um, here, Over the next few weeks, um, we're going to carry on our focus uh, that we started uh, last last year on uh, the subject of justice and we're going to be uh, looking at, over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at what the Bible has to say about migration. And when I say migration, uh, more accurate, uh, accurately, I suppose, what I mean when we're talking about the biblical texts is, is really um, how are we to treat the Stranger, um, how are we to treat the foreigner uh, among us? And you know there's the, national, uh, the Nationality and borders bill uh, is is uh, that's passed I think through the Commons I think it's now in the House of uh, Lords. I think it's for its third hearing or something like that. Uh, but that looks set to to become uh, law in the next few. Uh, weeks or so and and the whole subject of migrants, migration uh, regularly appearing in the headlines uh, of the national press, you know, this really is a subject that's not too far uh, from the forefront of our minds. If you cast your mind back uh, in the run-up to Christmas, uh, 27 people uh, seeking entry to the UK drowned uh, in the Channel uh, near Calais after their inflatable dinghy. Uh, sank in what was most likely the biggest single loss of life uh, in the Channel. Uh, French authorities identified 26 of the 27 as um, 17 men aged between 19 and 26, uh, seven women aged between 22 and 46, uh, a 16-year-old and a child aged seven. Uh, 16 of the victims were Kurds from Iraq, Uh, four were from Afghanistan, Uh, there are also three Ethiopians, a Somalian woman, an Iranian, uh, and an Egyptian. And all of this is happening at a time when record numbers of migrants are making that, you know, it's a really treacherous, perilous uh, crossing from France to the UK. It's estimated that more than 25,700 people attempted that journey that dangerous journey to the UK in small boats um, in 2021 alone and that's more than three times the total for 2020. You know with all this and more um, it may be fair to say that pretty much everyone seems to agree that there is an immigration problem. Uh, What that problem is and how it should be addressed however that's Uh, more hotly debated. In in one camp uh, there are people who feel that um, the UK uh, in our situation is facing an unprecedented invasion of what some would call illegal aliens Uh, and they might describe migrants as those who uh, violate the law and then become a drain on social services, a drain on the education system, uh, make housing more challenging and more difficult, depress wages, uh, displace native-born workers, all the while contributing to crime rates and uh, in some cases even terrorism. Uh, Others see the current um, state of immigration as a problem, absolutely, but they kind of got very different, they see it from a different perspective and they've got very different reasons. They see uh, literally millions of people, uh, according to Amnesty International, some 26 million refugees uh, globally, um, of which half are children. Uh, They see millions of people who have usually, for um, economic reasons, political reasons, uh, reasons of faith and religion, have accepted uh, displacement, being displaced from their home countries to to pursue a better life for themselves and their families, in our case, uh, here in the UK, just as generations have done before them. Uh, wherever we stand on the issue of immigration, it's not something any of us uh, can ignore. In, in, in 2019, more than two-thirds of all the refugees um, in the world came from just five countries. Um, Syria, Venezuela, Afghanistan, South Sudan, and Myanmar. And the reality is that every single day, all over the world, uh, people are making one of the most difficult decisions in their lives, and that is to leave their homes, leave everything that is familiar to them in search of a safer and a better life. And, you know, that's not entirely um, alien to many of us. Most of us would have had the experience of leaving the place uh, where we grew up and you know moving maybe to another uh, town or city it'd be it'd be interesting to see how many of us here um grew up within i don't know say 10 miles of here is that did any did anybody grow up within 10 miles of here yeah a few you know um so it's possible but uh for some and again this is probably true for uh, people here this morning um We've needed to leave, some of us have needed to leave our country of, of birth and our, the place we grew up, you know, spent maybe our early years and, and, and maybe it was just you know for a short time, um, but maybe it's forever. Um, maybe it was intended for a short time, maybe it was we were going to come here for a couple of years and 25 years later we're still here for some reason. And there are many reasons why um, people all around the globe um, seek to rebuild their lives in a different country. Um, Some people leave their their home country to to get a job or an education. Um, Others are forced to flee uh, persecution um, or human rights violations, uh, torture. Uh, Millions uh, flee from um, armed uh, conflicts and and war zones, uh, other crises or violence. Um, Some just no longer feel safe, you know, they might have been targeted just because of who they are or what they do or what they believe. You know, they could be targeted, for example, for their ethnicity or their religion or their sexuality or their political opinion. But so many of these um, journeys, um, which all start really with the hope of a better future, those journeys can also be full of danger and fear. Um, Many people risk uh, falling prey to human trafficking uh, and many other kind of forms of exploitation. Um, Some are detained by authorities as soon as they arrive in a new country or a country they're passing through to get to another country. And then, and then many people find that once they do uh, start to settle in, they find themselves in the country of their destination and their choice and start to build a new life. Uh, many people face kind of daily racism, xenophobia, discrimination. Uh, many people end up, uh, find themselves feeling uh, alone and isolated, you know, because they've lost all of the support networks that most of us um, take for granted. Uh, churches, communities, uh, colleagues, families, friends. Um, What do we mean by some of these terms? Maybe helpful just to kind of clarify some of these terms. So the terms like refugee, asylum seeker, um, migrant, what what do they mean? They're used to describe people basically who are on the move, uh, who've left their countries, they've crossed borders. Um, The term migrant, uh, refugees, they're often um, used interchangeably, but. There is a difference, there is, and it's important to distinguish a difference between them. There's a, there's a legal difference between those two. A refugee uh, is someone who's fled their own country because they are at risk of um, serious human rights violations uh, and persecution there. Uh, the, there are risks to, the safe, to their safety and to their life are considered to be so great that they have felt that they've got no choice. Uh, but to leave, to seek safety outside their country, mostly because their own government uh, either cannot or or will not protect them from those dangers. And and refugees have a right to international protection. Uh, An asylum seeker is a person who's who's left their country of origin and is seeking um, protection from persecution uh, because uh, they're experiencing serious human rights violations in their home country, but they haven't yet been legally recognized as a refugee, and they're, they're basically waiting to receive a decision on their, on their asylum claim. And again, seeking asylum really is a human right, and that, that means that everyone should be able to enter another country to seek asylum. As far as I can tell, there's no internationally accepted legal definition of migrant. here at Southwestern avenue we understand migrants to be people who are staying uh, and moving outside of their country of origin who are not asylum seekers and, and not refugees. Um, migrants leave their countries for many different reasons. Some is it because of work, uh, some of it's because of study, uh, it could be to join family for example. Um, others uh, feel that they need to leave because of um, the situations in which they find themselves, because of poverty, it could be political unrest, um, could be There could be violence back in their home country. Uh, It could be a natural disaster. Um, All kinds of different reasons could be uh, behind why somebody would leave their their home country. Um, And just because migrants may not be fleeing um, persecution, they're still entitled to have their human rights um, protected and respected regardless of the status that they have when they move um, to another country. And as part of our commitment um, to to seeing justice being done here at Southwest London Vineyard, we want to be um, a welcoming uh, community uh, in a rapidly changing world. We recognize that the world is rapidly changing. People are moving around the globe at a rate of knots. And our hope uh, as as a local church is that in partnership with others, we wanna tackle these issues of immigration and, and make a positive difference uh, where we can to migrants and to refugees and to those seeking asylum. Now, of course, as people of faith, um, you know we recognize, I, I think, I hope that all migrants are people made in the image of God who should be uh, treated with respect. Um, and yet at the same time, um, there's this sort of tension because we, we also believe that God has instituted um, government and laws and that those things are put in place for a reason. And so I, I think it's fair to say that some of us are conflict, conflicted. You know, we're unsure about um, what our faith requires of us on this um, pressing issue. You know, as followers of Jesus, how do we um, sort through the, the rhetoric, if you like, to steer a course that reflects both God's justice um, as well as his love and compassion. Because um, this is really more um, about more than just kind of policy. You know, the policy is one thing. The, the thing is this really for so many of us is, is actually very personal. Um, and it could be personal perhaps because of our own story, our own journey, our own family history, um, our country of origin, um, or perhaps, you know, it becomes personal when we hear stories of people, people that we know and love, people who, who have names, you know, people, some of whom are here this morning, um, and have made these unbelievably dangerous journeys in search of freedom. And when we're confronted with people whose faces we recognize and whose names we know, our our perspective on policy, maybe it shifts. Um, Wherever you find yourself on the subject this morning, issues around migration, uh, migrants themselves, none of these things are going to go away, which is why as part of our ongoing focus on justice, we're going to be looking at it over the next um, few weeks. But for now, if you've got a Bible, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews says this in verse one, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so, um, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering i um, got two words for you this morning, they're both Greek, you'll be really glad to hear. Um, uh, one is uh, phylloxenia and the other is uh, xenophobia, 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 take your choice. Uh, one of them's in the Bible, um, I'm pretty sure the other one isn't, uh, hopefully. Uh, but what do they mean, philoxenia and xenophobia, um, they, what have they got to do with our subject today? Uh, philoxenia uh, is Greek word, phylos comes from um, the Greek, you know, Greek, Greek has many words for love and that's uh, one of them and it's especially, it's, it's a kind of deep affection, it's a sort of brotherly, sisterly um, kind of love that we have for somebody. Uh, that's uh, phylos and then xenos, that's the, the Greek word for something strange, something different, something foreign. So philoxenia. Uh, is a kind of love, it's a deep affection for, for the stranger, for uh, the foreigner. And then there's xenophobia, xenophobia. Um, we've got the xenos, which still means something um, strange, different, or foreign. And this time we've got uh, phobia tacked onto the back of that, and phobia is this kind of strong, irrational fear or hatred of something. So xenophobia, xenophobia is this strong irrational fear or hatred of the stranger or the foreigner. And there are no prizes for trying to work out which one we think uh, we're called to as followers of Jesus. And um, here's a few Bible verses uh, to get us thinking about this subject. Um, Old Testament, Uh, we like the Old Testament, Exodus 22, 21, and do not mistreat or oppress a foreigner. For you uh, yourselves were foreigners in Egypt, Deuteronomy 10, 19, and you are to love those who are foreigners, for you yourselves were foreigners in Egypt, Leviticus 19, 34. When a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt, I am the Lord your God. Uh, Psalm 46 verse nine, the Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. Hebrews 13, 2. two, we've just seen it. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Um, Matthew 25, this is Jesus. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in, I needed clothes, and you clothed me, I was sick, and you looked after me, I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Um, There are dozens and dozens of scriptures in our Bible that talk about the love of um, the stranger and how we are to treat people, even when those people are very different Uh, to us. You know, it's at the beginning of the Bible, it's at the end of the Bible, it's in the middle of the Bible, uh, in the Old Testament, uh, Hebrew scriptures, this ethic appears in the law, it's in the minor prophets, it's in the major prophets, it's in the wisdom literature, it's in uh, poetry, Uh, same goes for the New Testament, this ethic, this idea is found uh, in the Gospels as well as the letters. but uh, uh, the narrative arc of the scriptures, you know, we know that these compassionate scriptures, this, this idea, this compassion that we should extend to the foreigner, to the stranger, these are rooted in the experience of God's people um, because God's people, more often than not, were the foreigners, um, are the outsiders, are the strangers themselves. And that applies as much as it does, did to the people of Israel as it does to the church um, today. Um, go back through scripture and there are others, but you know Abraham and Sarah, they were strangers. They were migrants. They were seeking a place uh, where they could prosper and grow. Moses and the entire nation of Israel. Um, they fled Egypt as refugees. They were fleeing a brutal genocidal dictator. Uh, Ruth and Naomi uh, were environmentally displaced, you know, which is what we call them now. They were sort of migrant workers. They were forced across borders to try and eke out a living um, because of a drought. Um, The Israelites as a nation were forced migrant slaves uh, taken off uh, in captivity to Babylon. Uh, Even Jesus and his family were refugees, political refugees, really, who had to leave their home country to go to Egypt to avoid um, the, the slaughter of the innocents under Herod. Um, and of course, you know, we know that Jesus preached even more radically um, than anybody else had about hospitality, um, about the love of the stranger, about the inclusion of the poor, about the naked and the hungry and the imprisoned and on and on and on. Um, you remember the story of the Good Samaritan. Um, the Good Samaritan. That story is all about it's all about otherliness. It's all about love and generosity for the stranger. The Good Samaritan was, in fact, um, you know, a foreigner uh, himself who's showing generosity and kindness and compassion to uh, another foreigner. I simply said, this whole idea of extending hospitality and love to everyone. This is a biblical mandates and it cuts through our entire scriptures. You know you, you cut the scriptures up and whatever you want to do with them you'll find this ethic uh, right throughout from beginning to end. Hospitality and love, kindness and welcome um, supersede any human um, borders. I just want to take a look at uh, Hebrews uh, 13, just for a moment. So, this is Hebrews 13, verse 1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, uh, some have shown hospitality to angels without knowing. Uh, continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you were yourselves suffering. Uh, Up to, if you're familiar with the book of Hebrews, up to this point in the book of Hebrews, the the writers basically focused on encouraging us all to kind of remember that um, through Christ we have direct access to God. And there's um, this encouragement, really, to live confidently in that new way of thinking. And that's kind of pretty much... um, the content, if you like, of the first 12 chapters. And then you get to um, chapter 13, this final chapter, and it kind of shifts a little bit, and it's much more sort of um, instructional about how we might actually do this. Um, It's kind of guidance on how we are uh, to live in accordance with the sort of first 12 chapters of Hebrews. And so this chapter's got things like, you know, don't fall in love with money, and you know, remember the leaders who came before us, you know, who have got us to the kind of place that we are, uh, where we are today. You know, don't get caught up in silly rules and regulations, um, you know, in this context around um, food. And then after all of this sort of um, encouragement you know, uh, that's been building in the letter comes this uh, part of the letter and it's sort of saying now here's what I want you to do and it, it's, it's interesting I think how it starts. You know, what's the first thing that gets said by the writer of Hebrews in in verse 1? And it's firstly this, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Another version has it, no matter what, you know, make room in your heart to love every believer. Keep on loving one another. And that's like, okay, well, how are we supposed to love? What does that look like? And clearly we're supposed to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, um, for one, but the second thing in verse 2, it kind of comes straight off the back of it, is what? It says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Uh, The message version of this translates these verses as be ready with a meal or a bed when it's needed, why some have extended hospitality to angels without ever knowing it. And the first two encouragements basically as to how we're supposed to live out in practice all the wisdom of Hebrews 1 to 12 are love one another and love strangers, love the foreigner. And um, Alongside uh, you know, this, series, this series that we're starting um, today uh, as a first step towards this as we try and work out how we as a church do this, um, Southwest London, you know, we've joined um, um, doing a partnership with an organization called Welcome Churches um, as we seek to find ways to be able to welcome the stranger, um, whatever their cultural background. Um, uh, We're in touch with a bunch of organizations. There's there's a fantastic refugee organization in Bansi called the Catherine Lowe Settlement. Um, We've been in touch with them. We've been in touch with some organizations that are working at welcoming um, Hong Kong refugees to the UK. Um, And welcome churches do uh, a whole bunch of things to help people who are displaced um, find connection in local churches. And their vision really is to see no refugee alone. They partner with churches and try to help uh, welcome refugees and asylum seekers into the local community in which they find themselves. And um, we'll be kind of giving you more information about how you can get involved with that over the next um, few weeks. Um, For now just I want to give you all a chance to kind of brush up on your Farsi. How's how's your Farsi? this is, really, this is really for Saeed, actually. But um, this is uh, one of the videos from Welcome Churches, which will give you no idea at all. Um, but if you speak to Saeed at the end, he'll tell you what it was all about. Um, this is the Welcome Churches video.